0: There's nothing good on the radio What's a gamer to do?
1: Who should I turn to? The The Rebel FM The Rebel
2: FM The Rebel FM Hello and welcome to Rebel FM episode 333
3: yep nice did he get it right last week too when no, i wasn't here are you kidding <laughs> well he he had a trend for a while like the the episodes that i
0: was he here had an
3: episode i thought it was like two or three no, in a
0: row he had an episode where he got it yeah. right oh i think i thought it was two
2: there was a uh, it was one yeah. then not then yes then not then no. yes <laughs> oh, okay. hit and miss literally i'm thinking he's joining is our arth- 30s better than it's been yes hi hello uh, I know the episode number. I almost usually. said Mitch Dyer, Matt Changeneh.
3: <laughs> I'm I'm a poor man's Mitch. It's true.
2: And uh, James Faulkner. Hello. I mean, we could break <laughs> your hip for you. <laughs> that'll make you feel more like <laughs> Mitch.
3: <laughs> yeah. What would make me feel more like Mitch is if I was working on an awesome Star Wars game. Good job, I would Mitch. I talked about
2: that already. TBD awesome. Also, yeah. happy birthday. Yeah. Happy Aww, birthday, happy birthday Mitch. Mitch. Oh, my God. I'm sure it'll one be one awesome. step closer to death. Uh, not, all, <laughs> all, uh, not all, the awesomes in Mitch's hands, though. So we'll see. Yep, we'll you can see. Write a great story. So Him
0: and Walt, the guy who wrote Spec Ops.
2: Yep. I loved Spec Ops. The Disney Creative Group, I imagine. So hopefully, you find the younglings that were murdered at some point, because you know Spec Ops. <laughs> Wizard Danny. Uh, uh. So video games, they exist. I um, played this did, game called Scanner Sombra yeah scanner sombra so
0: that game is it looks super interesting
2: it was a surprise yeah is how do you say that sombra sombre sombre that's I, what i, I thought. thought it was somber i but it's bre not B E R I have no it, idea what this game is explain this is the game from introversion introversion the prison architect guys they made prison architect they also made People. a game called darwinia okay mm-hmm. um I like Darwinia's
4: music a lot.
2: And they made a, Played another, a ton of. I forget, another like attack game. But they've made a s- series of games. All those games kind of had like a... Did they do DEFCON? DEFCON, yes. DEFCON, Darwinia, and Prison Architect. And DEFCON and Darwinia have kind of a similar look. Prison Architect's obviously very different. Um, and then this is like a first-person game. But you're not... You're like
0: shitty Daredevil.
2: You can't see. And it starts <laughs> off with you in a tent in a cave... And then you put on a fucking Google VR headset is what it looks like. And you can't see. And then you pick up this scanner and it's LiDAR, basically. Mm -hmm. And so you start shooting and you can shoot and scan the walls. And so you start bouncing back light and painting in reds, blues, and greens, depending on how close you are to it. Like oh, the walls interesting. And I, and I see, see,
3: like, I'm looking at a screenshot now on my phone and everything looks like it's made up of, like, thousands of dots,
2: like right, light rays it have is, bounced it, off. It yeah. is. It, that's, it's doing exactly what a LiDAR does when they yeah. like, fly overhead and do one. And so cool. you're doing that and you're scanning. And if you keep scanning one spot, you can get a greater density of bounce-back points so you can get, like, a more clear look at the texture mm. of a wall. Huh. Or you can just do a real quick cursory scan. And so as you go through it, you start getting more tools, like you get the ability to change the aperture on your scanner to be like really tight. So you can like if you ever have to like, man, I really have to very specifically see the edge of a cliff so I don't fall off. You'll sit there and scan that very heavily nice. or scan a big room or eventually you get a big scanner that actually does a vertical pass and a horizontal pass, and as it does it, it draws in everything in front of you. It's pretty cool looking. That's it's right. like ray tracing. It, exactly. Like, that's actually yeah. what I think they're yeah, actually doing. Yeah, it looks like, exactly so like ray, traces, ray tracing, yeah. And then painting a texture based on the ray trace yeah. that it's doing. Uh, is it, the game just kind of like... I'm, I'm going to call it a walking simulator. It's 100% a walking simulator. Like, you're going through these caves. The very basic story is, like, you're really deep down there, and you're looking for where this cult used to be a thousand years ago in these cave systems. And you never gain the ability to see without your headset again. You're always seeing through the headset, through the LIDAR thing. Mm-hmm. And you're exploring. And the only story you get is like kind of internal monologue thoughts up in the corner that pop up as you go. And so you start uncovering like, ah, this is where the monks must have lived. And there's like rotting beds or what looks like rotting beds. Cause you can't really see all the details through your LIDAR. You get kind of a rough impression. Yeah. You know, you'll see a statue with like its arms up or something. And you're like, ah, that must be some sort of statue. You know, you can't really see the texture of its face or probably actually this is one. Um, but you know, you, hmm. You're scanning, going through the environment, and as you get deeper and deeper, you start. You keep getting more tools to kind of access. Eventually, you get a map, so you can actually pull out and see the 3D map that you've generated based on your ray tracing. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, and you're just kind of working your way through the caves, and then spooky shit happens. <laughs> Lots of spooky shit. There's de- that sounds super cool. It is de- you are definitely capable of being murdered by monsters in that game.
0: <laughs> so it's the Descent, except with shitty Daredevil.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you have to use LIDAR instead of actually being able to like echolocate or something like that. But it's it's a pretty I was like saying
0: shitty Daredevil. It's
2: a pretty cool you know, it's a pretty cool shtick. Like yeah. it, it works for it and it makes the exploration really interesting. And
4: I feel like that's the opposite of like what Outlast Two is doing, where you have to use the camera. for For night vision for night vision where it's just like and you
2: can take it off or it's just like no commit to one or the other sure that's just because they want to put you in really dark probably the only reason they like to do this because in night vision you can have like a five foot draw distance Mm -hmm. so it makes it really scary as you're creeping forward and only able to see five feet like i could see that this game isn't going for scary like it gets creepy at times but i feel like it's still also just going for like mystery like you don't even really know who your character is or why you're down here, but you're really trying to figure out what this cult was all about. And you're like, Hmm. oh, this must be a table where they sacrifice people. Or you go up to a cliff and he's like, oh, this is where they must have thrown people to their deaths and stuff like that. Wow. But you don't know. (laughs) But it's just like you're like so deep underground, you know, and and it gets a little claustrophobic sometimes when you're like, wait, where am I supposed to go? I don't get it. It seems like there's nothing here. There's no fucking... Then like you you finally scan and see depth and you're like, oh, there's a fucking passageway that way. Jesus, you know? What a smart way to be able to...
3: You know, design levels and like put your uh, you know, put the
2: models in there and not have to worry about texturing anything. Yeah, like that, <laughs> all you have to do is build models. That's that's cool. Also, it makes the actual part of seeing the environment the gameplay. Yeah, like yeah, you know, normally if if that was just caves and you had a flashlight, you would just run through the whole time and just look for like the nearest passageway. Like this, you're you are still doing that, but you're actually taking the time to like paint walls so that you can get a better idea of like. The shape of a cave and actually figure out if there's like, does it split into a Y? Well, I need to scan the right part of the wall. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's just this way. Hmm. Okay. You know? Hmm. And so it it makes me think of that part in Prometheus, which is like one of the cooler parts in Prometheus where they throw the little scanner balls down the hallway and then the drones take off. Yeah, and it just like scans the hallway to give them like a topographical map or whatever. Hmm. It's that same thing, except you're the person going through there and actually making the map. So you are the drone. It's pretty cool. It seems very short. It's only 10 bucks. I definitely think that it's,
0: it's... It's a departure for that studio, and it was definitely like kind of novel the way that it was announced and released like instantly. Like, yeah. we, we had the info under embargo of, a few weeks ago and couldn't publish anything about it until they announced it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it worked. Like I saw all these people all of a sudden talking about this, and I was like, I'll check that out because it's here right now.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I like your Dead Space shirt, Anthony.
2: Yeah, this Dead Space shirt is a USG-ish merch shirt. This was actually from when Scott Lowe worked at IGN. And he had some contact at a gaming shirt company. He like, Does anyone want any of these? And I was like, I want that Dead Space one because it's like Dead Space <laughs> without saying Dead Space. Yeah. It's, uh, like,
0: it's like alien space trucker style shit. Exactly. Oh, so cool. Did um, you see that they released like a Prometheus short? I watched today? it. Yeah.
2: It's like a prequel thing.
0: Yeah. it's I, I guess it's it, like it a deleted like, scene or something.
2: Oh, uh, okay. I thought maybe it was like there was going to release like a couple of them, a couple of They've released another the one, but that one was like a very
0: specific prologue bridging Prometheus and Covenant.
2: So is this. In a sense, no. I'm
0: saying that the one they just released, oh, right, yeah. is very explicitly bridging Prometheus and Covenant. Right.
3: Covenant is supposed to be the prequel to Aliens, too, right?
2: No, it's still before it's, Alien. Yeah, uh-huh. I think it's the prequel to Alien. Uh, yeah. the prequel uh-huh. to Alien. Like, how did because it looked because
3: it looked like they were on that. They it looked like they were on the. Well, Aliens 2 I, no, planet. It's,
0: I don't think it's... Well, it's to be it's fair, not Alien, alien uh.
2: also was on the Aliens 2 planet. Oh, today it was? In, yeah. They uh. released
0: it today because today is Alien Day. Because an alien,
2: oh. they go mm-hmm. to that planet, get the facehugger and leave. And oh. an alien, she wakes up and she's like, remember that planet? And they're like, yeah, we have a colony on that planet. Oh, shit, yeah. So. <laughs> and they talked about
0: the ship on LV-426 being a derelict space, like that it crash-landed right. there. Blah, gotcha. blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Um, so. And the short picks up Basically, immediately after Prometheus ends,
3: yeah, like as they mm. take off, like uh, what are they doing? I it? didn't see Prometheus. Oh.
0: I, I Prometheus is not a perfect movie.
2: Yeah,
3: I
0: think Prometheus is an extremely I think watchable. Is, it's very
2: movie. watchable. Yeah. The hardest part about it is that these people that are supposed to be brilliant scientists are all kind of dumb. They <laughs>
1: make
0: a lot of they make a lot of dumb,
2: tropey horror movie uh, decisions. Right, right. I, just,
0: I don't necessarily think that it's that much dumber than Alien or or any Alien movie, honestly, because mm-hmm. like they make routinely stupid decisions yeah. in Alien. Yep. Uh, and aliens. I, I I do think that you should watch Prometheus and then get the co Blu-ray somehow and watch the making of documentary because mm-hmm. it's a, sort of a masterclass in how someone can micromanage a movie into mediocrity.
2: <laughs> Anybody that's a scientist out there, a biologist, should just have them in their mind, anytime you meet new biology, you should touch it with a 100-foot pole. Until you know (laughs) This will not fucking kill you
1: Respect you and turn you into something else
3: Right but but what if I want to put my face Immediately right next to this (laughs) pulsating mass I mean that's a good idea right Of course it is how else um, will you know just saying
0: but yeah the doc- the making of documentary for that movie is definitely like ridley scott just like changing everything you like <laughs> make script rewrites and like he designs monsters because ridley scott is a painter and artist and so he thinks that he's a fucking conceptor <laughs> uh and it's just like, like him James stepping on. on things for three hours oh wow uh it's super interesting i like, bet and actually like almost all the alien movies have a really interesting documentary aspect to them like The way the alien, all the alien three stuff, like that whole saga of how that movie got made is incredibly interesting. Hmm. How many directors that movie went through before David Fincher finally settled on it. Like Rennie Harlan was going to make that movie. Seriously? Yeah. Weird.
4: I've heard um, the making of The Abyss, which I think is called Under Pressure. I it would not surprise me. Yeah, yeah of course, it, because
2: it, it, James Cameron's fucking crazy. Yeah, I've heard that is incredible. Because he's, He got punched in the face during the yeah. making of that movie.
4: <laughs> he, he almost killed Woody, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> or really?
2: Woody Har- or no, no, Woody no, Harris? no, no. Ed Eddie, Harris? No, Ed oh, Harris. Ed Harrison. Harris, which is why Ed yeah. Harris punched Ed Harris. him in the face. Yeah. Wow. Oh, because of the liquid shit. He starts yeah. drowning him, and he realizes he's drowning, and Ed Harris is like, cut, and he's like, just keep rolling. This is yeah. Because
0: he's not drowning it's that it's the breathe it's the liquid oxygen right, that right. he can breathe but he thinks he's driving but, and wait he that
3: want, was the, the that do. liquid oxygen is actually real yeah, yeah it's a deep sea diving thing i like, thought i thought that was just uh like fill up the face mask thing no, and it just looked like he was underwater I'm that's pretty real sure that's real yeah like it, first,
2: is. it is a real thing in the real it
0: world it is a real thing, thing, real thing real that they that do that for
2: real deep sea divers to keep their lungs from popping yeah wow it's, that's from so, being,
0: it's to keep them from being crushed crushed right
2: and that, so, that like straight surprised so Ed Harris me. I had no idea that Ed was Harris a real did thing. not actually want to do it. And he was right. like, no, no we're going to make him do it. It's for religion. Uh, Just like in Terminator, he told that dude that licks Sarah Connor's face to, when he hits her with the cane to actually hit her. So in real, then that scene, in he's, Terminator he's two, in yeah. Terminator 2, he's actually hitting her. And that's why when she goes and breaks the thing later on and has the chance, she's actually beating the shit out of him because she was so pissed. Wow! Fun
0: fact, they were married at that point. Wow. And Hamilton and James Cameron got married.
3: And he's like, beat my wife with a stick.
2: That's great. There's
0: actually a lot of allegations of spousal abuse against
2: James Cameron. Jesus Christ. But there's many instances where he was a habitual line stepper and way over the line.
3: Well, it's like that one director who, uh, you know, that uh, did you ever see The Making of the Exorcist? and no the so the uh, I'm blanking on the director of that but it was the same kind of thing like he was way over the line through the whole making of that movie like that uh like there's that, the name of that there's that scene you know where like she where the girl is getting thrown up and down in the bed like her body's going up and down uh constantly it was actually like this pneumatic uh, thing it was like something? actually this pneumatic thing uh that uh, the director was just like jamming on and it was like tossing her all around and like gave her whiplash and all court it's could have broken her fucking neck William yeah. Friedkin that's it okay, another person go. I've heard
2: a lot of stories like that about who's not a, well he's a director but he's mostly an actor is uh what's the guy in Portlandia he's like Will Armisen Will Armisen is like Fred Armisen, Fred Armisen is fucking crazy like, really yeah like that Carrie Brownstein she's talked about how like there's scenes where he does where he's just so into his character that he'll do things like slam on the brakes really hard and actually hurt her <laughs> and she has to be like Fred like Aren't there rumors for that he's also six. kind of a massive piece of shit? I think there's a trend where a lot of these people that are actually brilliant sometimes are fucking crazy, like legit crazy. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not saying it excuses anything James Cameron's done, but that guy is is like very talented and has done some pretty. Yeah, he was things. married to Elizabeth Moss. He also uh, and he's got divorced. D- did hmm. the, did the tide for the deepest ocean dive of all time? Right, Hit him in a submersible by himself. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But right, anyways, which is fucking right. crazy.
0: When Gawker was still a website, they did like an expose on Fred Armisen.
2: Whoa. Yeah. yeah Fred Armisen kind of a crazy dude too.
0: They're all crazy. Everyone's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, all the alien movies have really interesting making ofs. Like the, know the creation of the first alien movie is contentious. And also I think that's like Ridley Scott's first big movie. Yeah. Um, as far as, as
3: far as I remember that was, and then aliens right?
0: was also, was, was like a big deal and like, James Cameron wrote the script for aliens while he was waiting for Schwarzenegger to finish Conan (laughs) so he could film the Terminator. Gotcha. The only reason aliens as it exists is exists as it exists is because the company that did the Conan movies like tried to fuck over Fox and keep (laughs) him on Conan and, and like shove out another Conan before letting him film the Terminator. <laughs> and so Cameron had like an extra six months, mm-hmm. and so they basically threw him into an apartment with Gillian heard and had him write aliens.
4: Wow. Weird. Um, also, that that shot of Ridley, of, um, Ridley or uh, Sigourney Weaver Ripley. throwing the basketball mm-hmm. uh-huh. from behind her back from Alien Resurrection. She yeah. totally did that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard that was and real. One take. <laughs> was it one take? Yeah. I thought she she did it. it over was and over one again. take because uh, what's his name? Um, <laughs> John. Uh, b- 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 uh, I know who you're Ron talking Perlman. about. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you can see him break in that scene because he didn't think that she would do it, and yeah. so like you'll see his head whip around, like whip towards her, which he was like supposed to say a line, so uh-huh. they had to edit around that.
0: <laughs> you find
4: that, clip that movie is so weird. That is by far in a yeah. series of weird I mean, movies. That yeah, one is
0: seriously weird. Of course weird. it is. That dude's yeah. made nothing but weird it's movies. It's because it's yeah. fucking City of Lost Children with aliens in it. Yeah, yeah and exactly. City of Lost
2: Children is a bizarre fucking movie. Yeah. B- like, City of, what of Lost Children is great, though. I've ever seen? I love that movie a alien lot. Alien
0: Resurrection is the closest to the alien comics that any alien movie has ever been.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The Dark Horse '90s Aliens comics were very fucking That is Alien Resurrection weird.
0: in a nutshell. Like the weird,
2: meaty, and weird cloning slimy, and mirroring of mixing of genes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. sex the shit. Yeah, weird, <laughs> Ripley
0: fucking alien shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep, that is all
2: very alien
4: comics. And <laughs> watched the Alien, all the Alien stuff. Now it's supposed to see that movie early.
0: For polygon.com the website, I don't know, I don't think I'm <laughs> reviewing it, but I am seeing it early. There you did go. Everyone ever
4: ever call Polygon Pigon? Pigon. Uh, it's not really
0: any faster than saying Polygon. Yeah, it's like a syllable. Pigon. Period. Com.
2: <laughs> Anyways, there's other video. Games. <laughs> there's other video games. Did you get a chance to play Little Nightmares? I did. I played through about 45 minutes of the last night. I played about 30 minutes of it. My, What's Little Nightmares? My fiance. I wanted to keep going. But my fiance is like, uh, i really want to watch this game um stop and wait for me
0: it is very much like limbo and inside hmm. yes in its sort of aesthetic and concept yeah its execution is rougher in part because whereas limbo and inside are strict two-dimensional exercises yeah there's depth has, to this yeah it has depth as well and, and it can and, make some of the platform a little tricky like bullshit there's some definitely (laughs) i i think that there's just some like rickety design in that game for sure i mean
2: yeah depth with 2d ish platforming is is tough like sometimes you have to run actually towards the background and make Mm. a jump and it's dark it's it's, so fucking dark mm, yeah and that that's a little rough that being said the world they've created when you first see it it's beautiful it's like watching a stop motion animation thing or something it also looks french yeah yes it does is it, it i don't i don't tarsier is that the it, i don't that know it? tarsier or whatever yeah tarsier is what it looks like i'm generally fond of french animation it it looks i mean it's a beautiful looking game like it's, yeah. it looks it looks like a trailer playing out all the time you know like it's it's a cool it looks like a movie it's very pretty it's also very dark and very weird like it could fit in with the same french line like because it's there's a like swedish studio there's which like weird also makes sense. there's like weird pyramid uh, head little guys that are walking around like gnomes they're mm-hmm. friendly and you give <laughs> them hugs to, as like as like a way of like i think it's like an like an achievement thing because they're adorable um they're School not is. adorable though they're kind of creepy <laughs> the like, little pyramid things? yeah they're kind of creepy they're they, not, they run from you but like you go up to them and you and hug you them up, yeah. i get it that's what i mean they're kind of creepy but they're also friendly like it's just like those things where it's like a little bit fucked up all the time and uh-huh. so like you know you play and it's obviously like if you've watched any of the trailers and stuff there's like the adults or the big people in the world are fucking really weird and creepy <laughs> and when they appear the first time you're like oh jesus christ you're and they move wrong yeah you know what i mean like that's the best yeah. way to describe it like when you see something and it
0: really waits a while to show you that shit. It
2: does. And mm. when it finally does the way you see something move, you immediately can sense a threat from mm. it, right? You're just like, "Oh, this is not right."
0: I and in part that's because anything in that game that moves, almost without exception, excepting the little pyramid people.
2: It's true. I just mean on like a visceral level, which is a word that's been used a lot today. Um, on the ground. Yeah, d- 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 on a visceral level, though, it hits you in a way where it's like when you see like insects crawl and it does that thing in your body that says, uh, nah, that's not good." <laughs> and that's the same thing with seeing those things move. I'm just like, "That ain't right." Like we should probably hit like that the with the pitchfork shit. <laughs> Yeah, like everything is just. But again, it feels very inside. Like mm. it does. But if you want more of that, like in a very beautiful way, like I think it's cool. Like I am intrigued. And- To see more of what this game is about. And I Mm -hmm. think, like, it's not
0: totally fair to make the comparison to Inside and Limbo sort of flippantly. Because a lot of games have tried to do what those games did. like. Especially after Limbo came out, the art style, like a lot of games tried to ape the art style and do like the dark little kid and the fucking fucked up space. They're Mm going to die a bunch. And isn't this cool? And it's it almost never works. Mm -hmm. Like because Limbo's puzzle design was actually quite good. Mm -hmm. And inside's puzzle design is fucking excellent. Yeah. And most of those games fail. Like even stuff like I think Unravel. Oh, is a yeah. game that tried to evoke everyone that stuff. everyone wanted that, but then it was and like, nah, it just it
2: wasn't it. very good. Mm-hmm. So far, mm-hmm. this is much better, yeah. The puzzles in it are so 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 far, but it's also very early tutorial yeah. stuff, yeah. But like, it's very good, like, inside as in as that this comparison is a compliment in the sense of when you go to inside and you see an environment element, and you're like, they make this really cool, unique room that feels like a space in this world you're not going to see that room two doors down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they were like, no, that was that hall. It feels like you're going thing.
0: through a place. Like you're warning exactly. about a place where you are. Yeah.
2: Um, and so you might pass through a cafeteria and you're not going to see the cafeteria asset reused. You know what I mean? It's just like every space is very intentional with what it's trying to show you. And also with its mechanic. And then maybe we'll never give that to you again. Hmm. And if we do, it'll be because we're layering something else on. It's very smart. Yeah, Like I am very impressed with that game so far. And I can see why people like the person that reviewed for Polygon were very impressed. Like, um, so, which is great because that was a game I saw like six months ago when they showed the trailer or whatever. And I was like, that looks right in my fucking alley. I hope it's not just <laughs> yeah, a yeah, crippling yeah, dis- yeah. yeah. Cause Unravel was a game that looked very up my alley. That and and a that really game a was, yeah. it was like a huge, like people, I knew that year at E3 were talking about that. That was one of the games they were looking forward to the most mm, out of E3 Unravel, because it looked yeah. so inventive. Yeah. And then it turns out it wasn't very inventive at all. Yeah. And they're like, making another one. We're working on unravel 2 right now i bet you that comes out this fall maybe that one will be good maybe they've learned a lot of their mistakes i don't know
0: that's another swedish studio isn't it yeah
2: unravel was pretty i'll say that it was very pretty but it's just mechanically like it wasn't very interesting hmm. like that Did yarn mechanic no god no
0: because no. you weren't contractually required to do so like <laughs> some
2: people yeah no i just i was like it's fine but um see, so yeah little nightmares yeah. i definitely think that's like a we'll play through like i can't imagine it's super long but no it's like four or five hours maybe that sounds fantastic <laughs> the short thing that's
0: out next week i think it's out f- this week is it i could
2: be wrong i don't know if it's out it's not out today right now i think it's out friday maybe friday is gonna be a busy week though that's also dawn of war 3 and we have uh the prey demo came out today and mario kart on friday as well the mario kart that you already played deluxe i never played it i never bought it was the wii u. fun i never bought the wii u mario kart because i was like meh I don't so first who cares about mario kart i want something to i mean play did you Switch. did you play it when it came out on wii u i played a bit yeah i wish it was it's double- fun i honestly wish it was double dash so i could play with my fiance and we could be on the same damn car together that's the part that interests me double dash but, is the best mario kart yeah like team up mario kart sounds better to me but uh but
0: they don't have that in easy-to-convert format like they do uh, Mario, Kart, yeah. the um, <laughs> Mario Kart, whatever the fuck. Mario Kart, whatever the fuck. I can't remember all the names. Eight. I know. <laughs> it's just eight this time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot that <laughs> they
2: decided to number this one. <laughs>
4: I think it called, it's called Eight Deluxe.
3: It's I just started
2: uh, the new season Walking Dead. and it's The st- video game. Yeah, yeah, the video. Game. Oh, there's a I new
3: one. i heard absolutely no one talk I, about it. I didn't even know that it was coming out.
2: Yeah. It's it's, been out oh, it's it's that, been out for a while. They're already on it. Oh, is, that, is, so, that four of, is it the Michonne one or is that a No. This is season 3 continuing the story with Clementine. Oh, wow. And there's and it's four episodes of five in at this point. Whoa, really? Is it? Yeah. Did the Fortress come out? It's yeah, I I saw it it's on there, so. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's what I'm saying right. No one's been talking about it. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, I feel like that train's kind of passed. That I feel said, like the Telltale train has that's, largely well, passed. well, that's kind of what I meant. Like not only is the Walking Dead train kind of on its way down, but also I feel like the Telltale train is I mean, maybe, but I still love Telltale
3: experiences. Every time I play one, I'm like I'm really glad I played, have you played that, Guardians even if it's not of the Galaxy yet. I have not no, played, I haven't played it. I haven't played that's Guardians what I'm that's what I'm saying is there's a bunch of them that I haven't played, but every time I but every time I do play one, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I really like this kind of game." Do yeah. they do
2: the Minecraft Game. Yep, they yeah, did. The Minecraft ones were good. really good. I, I bounced off really hard off of Game of Thrones, and so that was kind of where I fell off.
3: Yeah, I have definitely fell off of Game of Thrones. And
2: then my, me and my fiance, I was like, Do you want to play something together? And then we were like, Well, we always liked Walking Dead 1 and 2, let's yeah. try season 3. And season 3 is still very good. It's very formulaic. Like, right down to the huh. point where, like, when they started pulling out a shot in a certain way, I was like, That person's about to be shot in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and they got shot in the face. <laughs> you know, but like, But, like, the new characters they introduce are, I don't know, they're fine, and and Clementine's in it. Definitely what you want to hear
0: when you're spending money on a game.
2: They're fine. Fine. Well, I'm just saying they're not, they're likable, and they're more Walking Dead characters, and there's new characters that are, like, replacements for people like Kenny, which I feel like you start to like, and... Uh, I never, like, Kenny. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Kenny, I, f- I feel like he really became a good character in season two. That's where the character became more likable. I don't remember if my Kenny lived to season two. Oh, he did. Everyone's Kenny lived to season two because there's no way season two could exist without yeah. Kenny living. Yeah. Oh. it's all. It's
4: basically about the conflict with Kenny is what it is. Was, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And you building know, like, up.
3: Kenny was a really good character because you know he was so he was so volatile while trying to be a good person kind of character
2: right and in season two explored that a lot more yeah especially just and he made him more sympathetic because you really understood the depth of the reason he's so volatile and stuff is because he's so scared it's and sad. kenny whose kid yeah. died right yeah okay. yes he's so and volatile because he's, he's just very scared and sad and you start yes. to see that yeah, yeah. and duck, so whatever his name is yeah his kid yeah uh, yeah that was ducky or something. Duck. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was duck yeah duck. um but yeah so anyways season three you're not playing as Clementine. You're playing as this new character they introduced, this Hispanic character. Hmm. And he's like rolling with his family and Clementine's in it, but she comes in through the side. And then now you're just doing uh, interactions with her. So you're, you're, it's more like the first season we are playing as Lee again. Hmm. Except except Clementine is a very different uh character now. Well yeah, cuz she's like supposed to be a teenager now, right? She is a teenager. Yeah. Um and God,
0: how fucking long does the zombie apocalypse last?
2: Right? This is several <laughs> this is like at least 4 years or something like that. It's got to be longer than that cuz she's like what, 9 or something? I'm actually not sure. In in um, the first one, she's feel, super young. I like she was younger than that. Yeah, but, she was super young. Yeah, it's well into the apocalypse at this point, yeah. you know culture has started i wouldn't say to rebuild but people have established like little groups Mm -hmm. and this is the first one without spoiling too much that i'll say seems like it's actually going to connect season three connects with the comics directly oh interesting like a character appears in it Mm -hmm. and i thought to myself is this that guy from the comics (laughs) <laughs> like this guy who's kind of like a side care from the comics i mean it mm-hmm. did that in
0: the first season in like the second episode yeah totally
2: totally like had a partial, big, right well no, no, and like was, glenn ran through glenn, at one yeah. point yeah but this is a tertiary character where when they're leading up to it, it kind of it seems like this is kind of around they're linking back to the comics around the time where there's like where the show is right now uh actually, uh-huh. like a, yeah with the so, alexandria and everything exactly and yeah so that's ex- that's kind of the setting of the comics because this mm-hmm. is obviously like in virginia Mhm. So um it's just interesting to, uh, that they've kind of come full circle I guess, you know. Yeah. But it's still really good like if you liked the first two seasons I like, did there would be no reason you wouldn't like the third season. And unless
0: Reyna. you just are f- finished with it
1: right you're like, just tired that? of yes, it if, you're I don't not, know. if
2: you if you are if you that is still an itch that you would like to scratch mm-hmm. going through some really easy button presses and getting some story <laughs> right because they're easier than ever there's like a part where you have to shoot like nine zombies and literally across the screen all it says is bbb 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 that's actually that's actually, go, <laughs>
3: that's actually one of the things that i that i've actually started to like less about the telltale games is they've gotten less and less interactive over time and uh that that has kind of bummed me out um i just
0: feel like what's important in those games is making decisions not like being
3: elite
0: enough to shoot the zombies
3: i totally agree but i mean like even like moving around but even just like yeah but even if it's just like i need to move my mouse over to the right before i hit the button
2: you know like that sort of basic level of interaction i actually miss um yeah, and I will say that that their puzzle design still sucks. Like, yeah. in the couples of episodes I play, when they do make you do a puzzle, it's not a puzzle at all. It's, uh walk here, get this, connect it, yeah. turn on these three things, and do it. Like, it's just, like, it is a process to make the pad off the length, rather than... <laughs> that being said, like, making the decision is still fun. And for me and my fiance in particular, the reason we love it is because I'm at the helm, but she makes all the calls. Yep. So, I sit there, and she says... You know, B and I hit B, and then mm-hmm. X, so you know, mm-hmm. and if there's ever like a big decision, we'll pause it, yeah <laughs> <And we're like, laughs> right, let's talk about this, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah For me, it is that it is that collective experience that totally. I think it makes it still something that I'm very I mean, interested and in. those games are
0: sort of uniquely suited to it, yep,
2: yeah, that being said, you know, I still agree with that. everyone's been saying more recently about Telltale that it's like, dude, come on with the like the technical Get your shenanigans. Shit together like. the Mm. fact fact
4: that you can still lose your save data is just unacceptable yeah
2: and and their engine's still rough and you're just like like i don't know man they've got to have a lot of money in the bank at this point yeah
0: i don't know that they do because they're doing license stuff so how much of the money that they're making
2: goes straight to them that's true yeah and how much of it is they paid for the license and now they're getting like thirty percent or something like it's that. Just like they Which take is like if they're getting like thirty percent and Steam takes a chunk or Apple Store takes a chunk, yeah, they take work like they're trying to keep
0: the lights on. Like I, I don't know that they're actually that awash in cash.
3: Wow. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like I, if they, if they were, they'd, they'd be a bigger studio. Just in general, they'd have more people and working that's the there. Thing.
2: Like if they, if they ever do get a game where they're washing cash, they cash. They, cash. they need to hire like four tools engineers. Seriously, pay them really fucking well. I,
0: I mean, I just assume that they, like, have a a thin crew and staff stuff out. Because for a studio with as sort of, like, licensed and project oriented as them, as they are, as opposed to a franchise that they work on consistently, like, they need to be able to staff up and down without laying people off.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think they just constantly shift people from project to project to project to project. That being said, I've never known anyone that worked there that is still there. (laughs) Like, they churn. They churn people.
3: I, I so. am. I am like extremely disappointed in, the, in their ability to solve their tech issues. Yeah, I think
0: all of these criticisms are valid. Like as far as like their tech stuff and like getting their shit together, but I do think that this is like a naturally transitory industry. Yeah, and the telltale is like. It's weird to pick on Telltale specifically because, like, how many studios do you know of at all where people were there for more than two or three years?
2: Oh well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that happens true. all over the, the place. The best way to get a promotion, unfortunately, a lot of times is, is to go some lateral and... yep. or diagonal move. Yeah. Yep.
3: Just go to some other company. It looked yep. like you were going to say something, James. <laughs> no. But yeah, still
2: uh, more Telltale, still really fun. Yeah, um, I mean,
3: I, I'm now that you've told me there's four episodes out now, I really
2: want to play. Yeah. By the time you finish all four, who knows, the fifth might be. Yeah. Here, yeah. You know, yeah exactly. So it's like. Yeah. And I and, and I actually really was wanting to try Guardians because I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, me that, too, that could actually. be a really good fit, maybe. Yeah. So uh, Yeah, I mean Owen liked it for us. I've heard mixed. I think uh, it would be a good fit. Tales from the Borderlands
4: is the PSN game this month or for the next month. Oh really? Yeah. I like Tales from the Borderlands.
2: That's good too. The writing is actually very funny. Um what else? Who's who else has been playing some shiz? Played a couple games of Player Unknowns Battleground. Yeah. How far what numbers were you? Uh we, Best I've done is like 66 or something. Out of? 100. Uh, we, I, I, I didn't play solo. I played uh, with people. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we, we got what fourth. was the body count? They yeah. still tell you what the overall body count is. Oh, yeah. Get...
4: Well, we, got, we got fourth overall. So you
2: were probably like 16 people left or something? Or 12, yeah, less less to than twelve.
4: I think, were, I think they were probably like under 10. It nice. Was, they, they were just playing with our friends David and uh, Sean. And we got like... Sean is really good at the game. So, are he, the
0: teams different sizes, or are they? All you the can same do size?
4: two, three, and four. I thought. Yeah, you can do. There's duos. I, I, I think it's two and three. It's solo two. duos, and then groups of four, and then they'll either sometimes you'll just be a group of three, but sometimes they'll match make a single person into this, your game.
0: Have you ever seen a movie called Smoke and Aces? Yeah, this is like the s the. Asymmetric nature of the teams just makes me think of that. It's like, oh, we got our pair of snipers and our fucking trio of neo Nazis yeah, yeah, yeah. and like this fucking duo of people. It's like this is too much. <laughs> the movie's dumb. It's the- extremely watchable. Yeah, it has Alicia Keys as an assassin. Yeah, she's the sniper, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> she, the, she's the love interest of oh, the, the sniper. sniper. Right,
4: right, right. But all Who I remember from the movie is, comment at the end. Yeah, the, all I remember in that movie is this <laughs> when they sniper shooting people they're like doing like cartwheels in midair yeah like it just like they're hitting with a 50 cal and they go wee
1: remember how an was
2: in that movie for
0: like 10 minutes and then they fucking murder him yeah
2: (laughs) um but it's all they could afford but you guys sound like you did pretty well
4: i i they carried did you kill did you kill anyone i I knocked someone down okay
2: um (laughs) someone
0: else took care
4: of because i played
2: several rounds and killed one person one person and i was like oh fuck yeah. Got him. It's so <laughs> tense though when you run into people or you start you hear like the crack
4: of a fire and you're like, oh shit. It's a lot like Rust in that sense, uh, yeah. right? Like But just it's just it's so much more like uh, where we created a lot of that, like all those things happen in every single round. It's just, like the Right, it, obviously
2: it, yeah. it's it's much faster paced than Rust yeah. ever was. Yeah,
4: like the the tension is always is always really high because you're like as you're even diving in, you're like you're you're sw- like swiveling your camera around, being like, "Oh
2: shit!" Well, totally, because especially in Rust, not everyone you came across would want to kill you. Some people yeah. are just existing in the world. In this game, the only point is to kill everyone yeah. else. Yeah. Well, and it's really interesting because
3: it seems like this is a a uh, you know a post Twitch blend of genres, you know, that are yeah. popular on Twitch combined into one game. Because you know, there's like the uh, World War Z stuff is all there. And then there's, uh, you know, the the arc survival evolved mode that has the shrinking circles is basically the premise of of player unknowns battlegrounds this where it's is. like, and then uh, uh, and then it's just you know like general uh, Twitch streaminess
4: with the inventory I, style you're I going beyond that though because like it, I think it we've gotten to the point where those games were interesting to watch yeah and this is actually like fun to play and like it has enough depth and uh, there's enough stuff going on in it.
3: Well, my my point is that, like, all the other... It has all the elements. It's the right melange of all these great elements from other games combined in a a really thoughtful way to create a a game that's fun to play and fun to watch. Yeah,
2: it is. I mean... Like, it seems like every time someone plays, there's a chance for something they never saw before to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you watched and saw the Giant Bomb stream at all that they did. But it was hilarious. There was, like, a part where someone started a car engine to get them to turn and then to shot them to death. (laughs) Like, they started a car just to be like, and they'd be like, what? Just just stuff like that.
0: It seems like, it's not necessarily, like, the biggest game on Twitch at any given moment. But it seems like the game that every big Twitch streamer plays for at, at some least point a third of the time that they're streaming now yeah. yeah yeah
2: that game is and it's fun it's really rough it's like the epitome of early access yeah, yeah. shows a lot of potential very unpolished yeah world war z yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, or not world war z daisy uh daisy yeah. and like it, it
3: totally and like the you get some amazing like shareable moments out of yeah. it too Art-
4: our, b- our buddy Chris, uh, Chris Grant, not of Polygon. Studio. Uh, the studio uh, <laughs> of uh, SGDQ and SGD, er, and uh, Awesome Games and Quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've seen the clip oh. of a person running over people in the tunnels with a car. I saw that one, That's, yeah. that's Chris. <laughs> that was so good. That's cool. And then there, the you
3: see the one where some guy like, because the physics engine is kind of wonky. So like this car that like hits a hill. And then just flies and flies and flies and flies and like flies over the top of a building to land on like a top floor, like roof balcony on the other side, and lands on a dude, because there's two dudes on that roof balcony. He lands on one, gets out of the car, shoots his buddy, the guy under the car is still alive and is trying to shoot him. So then he just turns around and shoots that guy too. And it was like that's the kind of shit that can only happen in a game like this. What
0: engine is this? Number four. Yeah. Yeah,
4: so it's like yeah, they're and they're just doing really smart. Like they're it's sold a, a ridiculous amount of copies. Of yeah, this. for sure.
0: Um, it's like a million at this point,
4: uh, close
2: to it. I think. I don't think it's quite hit a million yeah. yet. Yeah, but
4: um, but yeah, man, it's just cool. I, I've I've seen uh, some clips of people playing uh, music through their proximity voice chat, just like we used to do <laughs> in Rust. In Rust <laughs> except <laughs> for with cars, you can do it a lot faster. So if someone was playing. Um, it's uh, Travis Pastrana had a show that was called like something circus and it's and it's just it's like the jackass. It sounds like the jackass theme. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's funny. People just they're that game is like it reminds you of what like uh, I don't know like fucking Fury Road would be like or something. People set up ambushes <laughs> on the road because like cars always come through here because this is where the dome's shrinking. And they're just like waiting. <laughs> don't worry when a car comes through. It's our fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> to kill people and stuff. It's just like It's
4: cool though because yeah, you you can just be like okay well, well we know you they have to come through here to get towards like the middle of the circle, so we're gonna, like, set up here, and as people, like, run towards us, or, like, set up on a hill, if there's, like, a road surrounded by two hills, you'll just, like, set up, like, a, like, a kill zone, at, a, at the bottom of that hill or in the middle of that hill when
3: if you haven't heard of, the, of this game you don't know what the basic gameplay is it's like it's a it's a wide open multiplayer map that basically has a, a border that's a circle that you can't go past without dying and every two minutes or something like that if it's five then five like, yeah oh, okay the circle gets smaller the circle smaller, gets smaller. smaller and smaller forcing people towards the center of the yeah, map if they want to stay
0: alive the
2: circle is gonna get smaller
0: Just, oh really oh okay yeah. as like an industry thing this game is interesting to me because I've got a think that everyone who has been making games like this over the last two years is is sort of shitting their pants
3: yeah totally what
0: this is doing to the market because like you don't like for a good three to four months like you'd hear people talking about king of the kill like every night Yep. You know? and i have not seen a fucking peep out of that game yeah. and like arc survival evolved i've mm-hmm. seen nothing yeah, it's got to be rough for the like, king of the kill because Ark, because Ark fell off
2: on
3: twitch a
0: long time ago the
2: guy that player unknown that guy yeah was a designer on king of the kill and then fucking left and made this yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> to the point
0: where I honestly wonder, like, depending on what the contract stuff was, is if he's going to get sued. Because usually with designer stuff like that, there are non compete cl- clauses in your shit. There probably weren't any contracts. <laughs> the teams
3: were small enough. They're like, know, we're yeah. just we're making H1 a game Z1 together. One,
0: like day- Daybreak is not a small company. True. Like, and H one Z one was being built by Sony. Like when mm-hmm. it was yeah. Sony Online Entertainment.
4: Not, not anymore. Like, no, sp- no, I know. Yeah, hey, da- wait, it became they split, they split off, right?
0: Um, but Daybreak is not small. Hmm. So I, I have to imagine there was a contract there somewhere. And like, I do wonder if people at Daybreak are like looking at the contracts that that dude signed and saying like, is this something that's actionable? Because this is an awful lot like the shit that we were doing. Obviously, like there are key differences, mm-hmm. but when it comes to non-compete stuff, like that
4: can be very wiggly. Um, is Daybreak in California?
1: I think no, so. Seattle. Okay. Oh, are they? Yeah.
4: Uh, were they
0: incorporated in Seattle? Or
2: they did they've always been up there? That was where Sony online all that stuff was, in Seattle. Hmm. So. Don't know. Yeah. If it well, it
4: depends on where you are cuz then non complete can, don't apply in some some states.
2: Yeah, and also he's, the studio that's making it is not an American studio, so I don't know how that works. Yeah. I mean, so.
0: it's Ooh. actionable against him. That's true. And if they like if it's a company with like a license to operate here, then I think that it's actionable against them. Um. It's
3: interesting. It's just interesting to me to see a game that was so clearly designed to be played by Twitch streamers and to be watched by Twitch fans.
0: What's funny is that like it's not a game being made by Twitch or Amazon. Yeah. Which is like, when Amazon (laughs) announced their game studios and like Twitch games, like they showed four games that were for Twitch streaming and nothing. None of it was anything like this.
3: Wow, I don't even
4: remember that. I didn't know they did that
3: two years ago.
0: Do
4: you remember this? i can't comment on any of this i i mean do you like the announcement i, I remember this but i yeah this is getting close to worse stuff i can't sorry I, 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 I'm, this is uncomfortable sorry sorry
3: um let's make twitch, let's
4: like, make
0: james uncomfortable a twitch <laughs> twitch announced like game integration yeah i like, didn't stuff. i didn't
3: remember that at all this is back yeah. when
0: people started like releasing stuff in games where you could like chat could cause changes oh yeah and around that time right. like studio said okay well we're going to build this into our games. It's yeah. like an, I have the email in my inbox. Uh-huh.
2: There was a game called daylight for PS4 where you could type things <laughs> right. in chat and it could do things. But yes, it is
0: interesting in that it's like clearly designed to be played by people, by this, like not just Twitch, but like this category of people that stream. Yeah, on I mean, I yep. would
2: love if yep. there was hunger games like integration where I could sponsor someone ah, that'd be and, great. And literally like give them, send them a care package. <laughs> it really only
0: can, can only be so far off. Until that,
3: yeah, because you because you can already kind of do that with like the Twitch tips and their tip jar totally. and stuff. Like, like if that. I subscribe they're, they're the bits.
2: to bits. if I subscribe to you right there, you that know, too, could I, could I yeah. send you a thing? Like yeah, maybe
3: may integrate it. Like yeah, subscribe to them and it drops a care package. In, in- is
0: should say that the opinions of RoboFM do not reflect the opinions of Twitch and <laughs> or James, well, James or not James Faulkner. That's uh, why James not speaking. Yeah, uh, but it's easy to forget that you work at twitch now (laughs) (laughs) but I I can still
3: talk about the things that I want to happen on twitch on games that are on twitch
0: it's not even that it's just like it's so clearly designed for this thing like and this, well this designed for it, and
3: to actually have it work. Because I mean, like, I'm sure that's not the first game where people intended for streamers to fall in love with it. I mean, it was really actually do have it work, anything yeah.
0: with Twitch, though, is the hilarious. Well, I just like yeah, it's, but it, it it's plays extremely
3: to, watchable, It's extremely watchable, and it plays exactly to the streamers and to the audience that watches that particular kind of streamer.
2: Well, it's great too because I think one of the things that makes it so watchable mm-hmm. is you're literally watching the number go that you are <laughs> one of a hundred. You are, you, are, you are eighty of a hundred. You are yeah. sixty of hundred. Yeah. Holy fuck! You are fortieth of a hundred. Yeah. Can he make it to thirty five? He made it to like, yeah. that game right there. Could be a fucking Vegas betting game. Also, yeah. Like no, which, oh, which, which tenths is he going to get into? Guess yeah. the exact number. Like, there's yeah. no downtime,
0: <laughs> like the fact that yeah, when you, yeah die, you die the, you the second you're out. You just do it again. Back in. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that that game is designed for a low tension span. Yeah, and that yeah. game is pretty good. Yeah.
2: I'm glad that you're having fun. We should definitely throw down.
4: Yeah, because
2: I uh, hate playing by myself.
4: No, I will. Like I the, find it
2: too tense to play by yeah, myself. Like Dota,
4: I only really want to play with friends. Yeah, I cannot having that, play that like, game. Social experience of like, okay, we're gonna you're gonna take this house. I'm gonna take this house, and you'd be like, oh shit! Oh, and then even the <laughs> door
2: it's hilarious. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, it's definitely, like, leeched away some of our Dota people. Occasionally games do this. Like, they'll probably come back at some point. Yeah, totally.
2: Well, yeah, and also sometimes if it's, like, a Dota group already has five, you're like, ah, fuck, what am I going to do? I don't <laughs> have five to play. It's yeah. just <laughs> like
0: David David has sort of, like, fallen out of Dota for the last couple of weeks because of this. Sean has fallen out. Of, Sean falls out of Dota fairly consistently.
4: <laughs> it's also uh, that we have enough with the major, like, going on that, like, you, you watch enough Dota that it's just like, ah, oh, I could watch... I could play something else. Yeah. Um, I could I could have Dota on in the background
1: while yeah. this is on. Yeah.
2: What else? What else is there? I tried. The, oh, I will say real quick. I tried this other game. I just wanted to mention because Matt, you should try this game. Hmm. Jeez. Uh, it is called. We're not waiting for a commercial break. It's called. It it's called. It's called Man of War, <laughs> and War. and it's a Warhammer game. I did huh. not know that when I saw it. I thought it was just a pirate ship game, but it is basically Sid Meier's Pirates. Uh, Warhammer 0k. Yes. Not 40k. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Fantasy Warhammer set in a Sid Meier's pirate-like world where you're literally sailing from port to port, trading goods, attacking random ships, taking on missions for the local governor. Like, seriously, Sid Meier's pirates, except that the combat, the ship combat, is a lot more like uh, Assassin's Creed. Black Flag? Black Flag. Man of War Corsair. Warhammer Naval Battles. Yes. And so it's... I will say that it is... Very rough around the edges. Sure. Like, really shitty animation, very limited, certain <laughs> things, like, very rough game. But the core mechanics are very Sid Meier's Pirates, which it has that hook. And then That's the ship combat's pretty cool. The fact that you're in, like, pirate ship battles with, like, orcs and dwarves uh-huh. and stuff like that is all pretty cool. Like... It's definitely got that Warhammer feel. Like, in the tutorial, I got attacked by a gigantic megalodon. I was going to say, there's a picture here of, like, a megalodon attacking a ship. Yeah, that it's is like, is it's on huge. your ship. Yeah. And then when it does that, you go to, <laughs> it goes to, like, third-person game. And you have to, like, shoot it off your ship. And then once you shoot off your <laughs> ship, you resume the helm again. And then you have to fucking fire your cannons at this giant shark. That's, a, that's amazing. Rad. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. like super silly. But it's, like... Is it like that other pirate game
3: that I watch a lot on... Uh, that I watch... A, but, well, this is a... Yeah. Uh, they, they even have an
2: expansion called... Called the vermin hit the tide, but this is a, <laughs> but this is a single player. Oh, it's single player. Yeah, interesting. This is a single player experience where you're li- literally, like, said my part. You go yeah. to the you go to the town, then you go to the <laughs> tavern to recruit crew. Uh-huh. You recruit the crew. You can divvy up your plunder. It is like if you've played Sid Meier's Pirates, yeah. you already understand the core mechanics of That's this. That's Great, except that your crew. When, like, the orcs board, it mm-hmm. turns into a third-person sword combat game, yeah. and you'll see health bars above all your dudes, your crew, and you'll be like, oh, that's my fucking sharpshooter I hired, and then he'll just get killed, and he's dead. <laughs> so you're like, that's my sharpshooter. You know? <laughs> nice. So it's, it's pretty cool. Okay, that, that's cool. Yeah, I just wanted to give that def- game a little honorable Thanks. mention, because I feel like that would be appealed to certain people's interests. Man of War, Corsair. course. Yeah. Right. Nice. Right on. Um, sorry, James, I think you were going to talk about something else. Did you want to talk about something no, else? No, I, I was just
4: going to say that PlayerUnknown's is the reason I'm building a new PC, is because... So you can run it like a human. Yeah, it's I have <laughs> everything on low right now, and yeah. again, the g- game is not optimized. But it, like even like I, that on top of all my hardware being like four and a half, five years old, that it's six times. It's too rough. You, you don't
0: need liquid cooling. You
2: don't. <laughs> but if you do, it'll be quiet. That's true. Uh, Arthur, cool. have you played anything else? Uh, let's see. I played
0: a tiny bit of Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yes. Um. I do not understand the Puyo Puyo part of Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> it's just a different gameplay. It is a different game. But like it's a it's a competitive game where you can do Tetris or Puyo Puyo and smash them against each other. So like one side is doing Puyo Puyo and yeah. the other's doing Tetris and yeah. like <laughs> I do not understand. Yeah, that's a weird combination. <laughs> right? uh, so I mean, but it's huh. Tetris. There's Tetris there and it's seems pretty like good, Tetris, good I've heard. Tetris I I've only played very, very little. I haven't committed to buying it because it's thirty fucking dollars. That's pretty expensive. Yeah, Which I Switch techs. I guess. It's d- digitally. Like it's not like I'm paying for a fucking cartridge. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like every game has
2: Switch techs. I feel like I've seen like games. Was Zelda sixty? Yeah. Yeah. Were third party were first party games fifty on Wii U, or were they also sixty? Okay. They were sixty, but but I will say that I've seen other games that have come out on Switch that I felt like were ten dollars more than they were in other, other places. Were not 3DS games like forty yeah. cartridges?
0: That well, the, they
2: <laughs> sold them digitally. I don't, man. I don't know. Like yeah. it's real hard
0: to there's, jump on board. I do wonder if a lot of like the excessive buzz
2: about this game is just like, oh fuck, we got another Switch game to play. <laughs> uh, there's no doubt about that, right? Like, yeah. I almost bought Mr. Shifty for my Switch because I was like. A game, and then I realized I could get it play PC and it would play better. So,
1: I—I
0: I mean, I don't know. I—I I guess it'll just be a Nintendo machine, probably for me. Like
2: that's why. That's or for why. for specific,
0: I'm like, like, like retro shit. Like, yeah, not virtual console because it seems pretty clear that they're not going to do virtual console and Switch. They're just going to release Aww. games. Bummer. They're just going to release games. Oh. And for more than you think you should pay, because they're not virtual (laughs) console anymore; they're just re-releases of games. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, when if they release the second Densetsu collection on Switch, I will buy that shit in a heartbeat. The what? Secret of Mana. Oh.
3: Do you think there's? Do you think there's any chance of them releasing like? HD remakes of old virtual console titles that are the exact same game, but you can like do the whole switch between the old school graphics and the new school animations. Um I that kind of thing.
0: I, I think that those will be considered remasters and not for yeah. vir, like Virtual Console is suggestive of the game right. as it was. And I don't I don't need those games remastered. Yeah. I would just like proper CRT emulation. Yeah. I just yeah, want those yeah, games cool. to look the way that they looked. Yeah. And not like fucked up pixel perfect which they were never supposed <laughs> we, to we
3: uh we totally found uh or i should say ryan uh when he's on his walks around the city with his dog occasionally he he finds, 17 crts on the street yeah you find old crts on the street he found a unicorn he found a uh a widescreen 480p CR- crt was it a trinitron uh i think can't remember which brand it is, but it is basically one of the one of those generations of widescreen CRTs that like you just almost can't find those anywhere.
0: Barely existed; they were a thing yeah. for like
3: two years. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's fucking great to play like old school CRT games. I see
0: CRTs on the street all the time, and every time I see one, I'm like, Is this the one I'm going to bring home?
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was one right by my house the other day, and I was like, uh, No. Edgins friend Mirabella has his like the late model. Like, like whatever the best mm-hmm. of the best was, like, he was obsessed with it, and mm-hmm. it's still in the IGN office, and we used to play <laughs> Smash on that, because it had the most latency that you could get.
3: Yeah, we have a uh, uh, another one that was found on the street. We have, like, a 42-inch a or 51-inch or something, uh, C, uh you know, HD, quote-unquote, uh, square format. CRT at the office that weighs like, you know, 400 pounds when you try to lift it. It was just on the street with a stand and everything. Works fine. We we now have like a collection of CRTs at the Area 5 office that have all been off the street. We've never bought one. Oh, man. Use those to kill a man. Uh, <laughs> it kills your back to try to lift that thing, that's all for All I sure. want is
2: Rogue Squadron re- re-releases. For, <sighs> we talked go. about that, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah. I yeah. just still say it. and want it. <laughs> I would play those on my Switch and a heartbeat. Um, and Those so, games were fucking hard. So I yeah, mm. play a little Puyo Puyo. Uh,
3: played some Bayonetta on PC. Oh, I saw you doing that when I came in.
0: It is definitely Bayonetta on PC. Mm-hmm. It looks very sharp. I'm sure. Like, it it's extremely clean. Yeah. Um, and it run. It seems like it runs on fucking anything because I definitely had Dota 2 open and running like in the background <laughs> while I had Bayonetta 2 running at 2160 with everything as maxed out as it will go
3: at a solid at 60 frames per second i hope so um now does it play at 60 or can you play it at like or does it go up to 90 I or think whatever he,
0: i think the frame rate actually goes higher
3: yeah
0: um <laughs> but i was playing it on 60 because i have a 60 fps monitor
3: hmm. also, uh,
4: they hinted that vanquish might be coming yeah you know vanquish is
3: I'm fucking even, awesome shut I
1: your mouth i don't really like vanquish. <laughs> I think vanquish is fine i think that
4: vanquish is seriously overrated by the people who are obsessed with vanquish um <laughs>
3: Like James, like James underscore Faulkner.
4: I don't know if James is is I, I, with I love. I really like Vanquish, but no, you're, you're talking about Caleb Lawson.
0: Who yeah, not loves just Caleb's like, that game.
4: Like, like Kevin Van
0: Ord, who I also like as a human being, is like way yeah, too I love up Caleb, on Vanquish. But man,
2: that was like Caleb would never shut up about that game.
0: Like I Ryan Clements, who I love dearly as a human being, be fair, I think that he would grossly overrated that game on IGN. I never it. <laughs> so. I, I think that it's it's neat, and it has some neat ideas. I think that it is pretty underbaked in a lot of respects. I don't think I've ever played a Platinum game. Um, I think Bayonetta is still, like, for what it is, Bayonetta holds up pretty well. Because a mm. lot of the problems with Bayonetta are problems that that kind of game has yet to solve. Yeah. Like, the camera in Bayonetta sucks. Mm. The camera in every, every game like that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, DMC's camera was not great. Yeah, it was yeah. It was great. Uh, Ninja Gaiden's camera was never great.
2: Like, no, none of those games Third have a good camera. Third action cameras are really hard. It seems like they would be. Uh, yeah, it seems camera like camera.
3: unless you're zoomed like way way out, unless
0: you're God of War, like, and you have a fixed and it's camera. a fixed camera, and even yeah. then, sometimes that camera sucks.
3: Sometimes, yep. Uh, and then. uh and in, in games where it has worked pretty well are like in the Batman Arkham games, and they literally just zoom the camera out far enough that you can see everybody that's attacking you all the time, and then you lose some of the some of the thrill of the action because like the characters are smaller on screen. Yeah,
0: I, I like so that stuff in that game is still bad. Yeah, it was always bad, but it's yeah. bad in lots of stuff. Uh, the stupid, the better you do, the more her clothes come off thing. That's yeah. still a thing. Like, and so. honestly. Bayonetta seems quaint by comparison to Bayonetta Two. Like Bayonetta mm. Two just like blows that shit out of the water in every respect. I forgot how many fucking cutscenes there are in that game.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: um, but there are some weird side effects about it coming to PC on on way better hardware. Which is that like one of the things about Bayonetta is that it only cursorily teaches you how to play the game, and that's fine. Like I think that that's good. It doesn't make you go through a bunch of mandatory tutorials. But the trait like the The compromise was that during load screens, it would like let you demo combos. Like it would just like cycle through a combo. And list now and it just loads too fast. and it, it literally loads too fast. Like yeah. It shows the screen and Bayonetta and like the list of combos and it's there for a second. <laughs> and like, I, okay, I get it. Right. I, I'm, I can't complain about that. Right. It's like, there's no other place to practice the combos really except <laughs> like in that
3: screen. Well, it seems like they should just have a, you know, you should have, have the ability to have a press to continue button on that screen. Maybe.
0: Um, but uh I, <laughs>
3: it's pretty funny.
0: I, I, I don't think that it's a bad thing if Vanquish comes to PC mm-hmm. because the suge- like Bayonetta is an extremely competent PC port. It's not like crazy bells and whistles, but it's like it's what you would want because it's like all of the original assets with the ability to jack up the AF and the AA and mm-hmm. screen space ambient occlusion and run it at four K if you want to the ability whatever to, frame rate you want
3: to. The ability to jack up the as fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which makes me think that it could come to PS4 and Xbox One. That would like, make sense. That would it would not surprise yeah, me if there's yeah. like X86 an announcement. Architecture,
2: so yeah, why not? Like,
0: uh, and also, I I don't know. I think I kind of wonder if there's going to be a Platinum Kickstarter announced around E3. Really? For yeah. what? People think that they're teasing Bayonetta Three. Um, huh. There is no way that Platinum's going to find a publisher to pay for that game.
2: Yeah, and it certainly <laughs> wouldn't be a Switch exclusive. And no, right. it's not going
0: to be a Switch exclusive because Bayonetta 2 sold even worse than Bayonetta did. Oof. So uh, I don't think that they'll find a publisher. Uh, I think out of the three, Microsoft might be the only one willing to literally flush money down the toilet. And Platinum hates Microsoft right now. So uh,
3: I didn't know that. Well, they canceled Scalebound. Oh, so, okay. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. Which, you know, granted is what happened when a game goes multiple years past schedule, but, you know, they're they're not going to partner with Microsoft. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, Team I, 17 presents. I'm sure plenty of Japanese publishers saw the Shenmue Kickstarter and said, Maybe we could do that, except maybe we might actually make enough money to make our game. (laughs) Right. As opposed to Shenmue,
4: which will never, ever be what people want it to be with the money that they got for it. Sony's also given them a bunch of money as well. That's what was insinuated, at least. Like, Didn't
2: they clarify that they weren't giving them any money?
4: I, I thought the other way around. I, it might
2: I, be, though, that Sony gives them no money but promises them marketing budget. which I would think co-marketing be
0: is, is for sure because it's like an exclusive.
2: Man, co-marketing, I'll say, is fucking nice if you can get it. Like, man, Jesus. Um, (laughs) But even (laughs) then, like, if Sony kicked in as much as the
0: Kickstarter made, it still would not be enough to make Shadow 3. Oh, yeah. I just mean, like, if they even give it
2: good store placement. Like, man, good PSN store placement, just like good Steam placement, can make all the difference between a game living and dying. So. Yeah. I can Um, believe that.
0: So anyway, so I. There have been insinuations that they're talking about that they're teasing a Bayonetta 3. Um, and I think that if that happens, it will probably be a Kickstarter announced on Sony's stage at E3. Interesting. Uh, that is
3: very interesting to me. Like the, the idea of Kickstarters going into mainstream. Triple A. Triple A, yeah, exactly. The uh, Is your cat sneezing? No, go. she's got a little hairball. Uh, oh. A little hairball-y. <laughs> she's just like laying on her side, like occasionally going...
0: Yeah, she's a little hairball. She doesn't even stand
3: up to do it. She's
2: just like, nah, I'm cool.
0: Oh, you'll know when the hairball's here. I promise. <laughs> well, <too>. yeah. <laughs> you know, it,
2: everyone here has lived around cats enough to yep. know the distinct sound of the pre-cat throw up. Where you're like, get yep. them to tile, get them to <laughs> tile. I know. My my cat uh,
3: uh, always announces it with the pre-throw up meow. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh god, here it comes. <laughs> And the uh, our cat also now has one less eye. Yeah, I was about to say, how's 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 Kitty Face doing? It's uh, it still looks kind of gross because uh, the hair needs to grow back in over her uh, over eye her hole. eye socket and stuff like that. So you can see like all the stitches in the skin and everything like that. So it looks pretty gross. One-eyed but, cats are the best cats. Yeah, but it's uh, you can tell that she is in much much less pain. So that's good. Oh, that's Good. good. Yeah, well, you know, like you have a tumor in your eye and you're, I guess the, the whatever the number they is, you use for pressure rating when the, after her, we saw her, because we've been monitoring it for a couple of years, but her pupil finally blew out. And so then the vet went in and put that little thing to her eyeball that, that tells them the pressure in the eyeball and normal or kind of high, I guess, is around like 25 and hers was at 70. And so she was like, there's so much pressure in her eye that there's no way it's not causing her a ton of pain. And they're Mm -hmm. like, she hasn't been able to see out of this eye for a long time. You should just take it out. And we're like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) But she's doing fine. Just took her cone off, uh, I think, finally permanently today. Because it's now healed enough that she's not going to be able to do any damage by cleaning it and swiping at it and stuff like that Uh, Uh, but uh, other than playing um, postdoc cat taken care of uh, I did play and Mass Effect multiplayer which I still try to play when I can because I fucking love it Um, everybody should play it Uh, is I've been playing this mobile game uh, which is just a straight up mobile purchase not free to play or anything uh, called A Ticket to Earth and uh, it's it's very cool in the sense yeah. what made me want to what made me want to play it was that it's a tactical rpg but it's it's right now anyway it's only it's one and later on in the game just two characters on your side fighting against a small number of enemies and so there's a a grid that goes out on the battlefield whenever you get into combat and you have two actions and the interesting thing is is not though it doesn't work the way they think it is where it's like move and attack or move and move although that is the case but what it is is like there will be the grid has four different colors and uh what you do is you can move your character as many squares as you possibly can either orthogonally or uh, diagonally to color to the same color of square and so if you move over you know like eight heart squares because they're all connected to one another and you just drag your finger along that whole path Mm -hmm. then those eight squares charge up your heart power and if you go I think, over four squares, it it powers up your overcharge. Mm -hmm. And the longer the path that you take to get to your destination, the more damage you do when you do an attack or when you use a power.
2: That sounds pretty cool. It looks like a board game when you see it. Like, it looks like it could be translated to a board game. Yeah,
3: actually, I think it could be translated to a board game, except it would be kind of annoying to add up all the bonuses every time you move. But uh, the... So, the the premise of it is there's this alien colonial planet, uh, or there's this planet that humans have colonized, and people there are basically oppressed workers, and you can get a ticket back to the glorious Earth, but it costs you millions of dollars, so it's only for the 0.1% of people that it can actually do it or whatever, and uh, you're this uh, woman who has this garden that she uses to feed her neighbors, and uh, there's this like robot servitor uprising that's Uh, started by a revolutionary group and everybody around her is dying and she has to like use these skills that she learned is when she was briefly a monk for this church of the whatever where she allows her to see the grid so there's the story motivation behind like why you can see colors why you can see colors on the ground yeah and charge up your powers that sounds rad
4: yeah (laughs) what's the name of it again it's It's called a ticket to earth Earth, and it has a really look of it
3: it has a really great art style it's definitely kind of like a a western european comic art comic or animation oh, yeah. art style. And uh the cutscenes are all kind of like uh motion uh comic books, you know, or like the same the same kind of thing that you're or like comic books like comicsology plus in a way where it's like uh yeah you have a lot of the same character faces and profile shots when they're delivering their dialogue um but uh, <coughs> there's there's enough of them to make it interesting to see them. Like they have like angry face, happy face, whatever. And the relationships between the characters are interesting. And uh, yeah, it has like this overhead map that you go to the uh, to, in order to like select missions, almost like open world style. Uh, it has two different kind of skill tracks. It has one where you uh, so you get gold while you're uh, doing each mission either as pickups or just for completing a mission. And those goals, the the gold allows you to buy justice powers, which are their own tree. And then there's another tree that you get for tokens. And tokens you win by completing challenges while doing a stage. So you're in a stage combat, and it might be kill two enemies in one round, use all four of your justice powers finish the match with full health and if you complete all of the challenges while doing that combat you'll get like you know eight tokens or whatever that you can spend on these other this other uh kind of upgrade path which is all about passive stats so there's like an active stats upgrade pa- an active abilities upgrade path which is gold and a passive stats upgrade path which stats and passive abilities upgrade path, which is all about tokens. And then eventually you unlock the ability to go back and replay missions to get the tokens. I was was about to
4: ask if, like, yeah, because I'm assuming you will eventually need those passive bonuses to get farther into the game.
3: Yeah, because I definitely hit a point where I needed to grind a little bit more because uh, this game's biggest flaw is that um, the... uh, A lot of the stages are, uh, they'll have like set objective points in them, but the grid that you guide your characters over is randomized. Hmm. And so there are times where you'll get into a match and uh, not only will you be underpowered, but you'll get a real shitty draw of grid. So you'll be like, "Well, I'm already fucked here. I'm, hmm. I'm not going to be able to make it through this. Why even try? Just restart it until you get a new grid." And so it—I um, don't know. And like, once I got enough powers, that became a lot less of a problem. Um, but especially early on, the game can be very frustrating because you're like, "I don't—I can't get through this stage. Like, I'm literally stuck, and like, you don't have the ability to grind right away to like get." Mm -hmm. you know, better powers and stuff like that. So it's almost like the early stages, they're trying to teach you how to use the game, and some of those early stages can be way too hard just because of the grid that you draw. Ah. So that's kind of a bummer, and that's the thing where it makes it feel like a little, uh, uh, like Arthur said earlier about another game, makes it feel a little underbaked in some areas. It's also relatively short because it's just the first chapter of the game, but you can tell that there's a lot of creativity, uh, a lot of love, and a lot of just, like, straight-up fun that's built into this game.
2: That makes it totally worth a mobile purchase. It sounds right for me, especially because I, I do like things to play on my iPad. And yeah. so it sounds great because it's a one-time purchase. Yep. So I, it's like a one and done, which yeah, is always really nice. Lately. Exactly.
3: And like, it's been so long since I actually played a mobile game because like... The App Store is just full of so much bullshit, and I was literally on the App Store for something else, and this one was a featured game, and I looked at it and I bought it. So, like, that just shows how App Store placement means everything.
2: Yep. Yeah. That's all done by former IGN people. Yeah. Like sometimes I think about that. I'm like, literally, those guys control the Apple Store. (laughs) And hey,
0: to be fair, every fucking online marketplace looks like that now. So it's not like it's just the App Store.
3: Yep. And I think this game was three or four dollars. It was six nine nine. six
2: ninety nine. Yeah. still worth it.
3: Was it on sale when you got it,
2: maybe? It might have been on sale. I mean, even still, like, yes, I'd rather pay seven dollars and have an entire experience, yep, than be locked behind a paywall a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. So. And
3: I definitely am looking forward to the new chapters when they come out because the the story is a huge cliffhanger, and my my skills are only about like you know twenty five percent of the way down their tree, and I want to see what the other stuff is going to be when you unlock because you can tell that uh, the full game design is there, even if uh, I like all of the abilities and stuff are in place even if they're not all unlocked yet um today the prey demo came out
0: on everything and that's the first should i play it
3: or should i I wait for prey
0: i'm not i'm not sure if the save carries over Mm. um oh well, if it did, yeah, then I would. Yeah, then I mean, yeah, there would absolutely be no reason not to. And the reason like that I may... don't know is because the Dishonored demo that they put out does carry it safe.
2: Um, mm. Yeah, it's always a big bummer to me to play like when I used to demo games back in the day to play it and play like play the first three hours and then do it again for and yep. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but if you're on the fence
0: about that game, the opening hour of that title is extremely strong. Nice, um, and. The sooner you do it, the less chance there is that someone's going to spoil it for you.
2: Uh, Maybe I will, then. Yeah, An hour's not so bad, even if I had to redo it. Um, yeah, that game is out next Friday. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. I thought that game was like a month ago. <laughs> nope, May 5th. Record scratch? Okay. <laughs> I had no clue. Yeah, well,
0: uh, no review copies, as far as I know, for that game. Sure. Uh, so uh, reviews will probably be up for, uh, after Monday. <laughs> Probably, I mean, it's 20 to 40 hours is you, what I heard to can finish it. You definitely beat that a weekend if you are doing that. You, if you are that person <laughs> <Yes>. on staff, <laughs> <yes>. I am <laughs> no longer that, um, I'm, and I'm
3: not going to do that. No. Um, H- making people poop sock a game to get a review out sucks.
0: I mean. It's not good for the game either. It's not good for the game. Poop socking a game for this job makes sense if it's in advance of release yeah um i poop socked zelda which <laughs> was a shitty way to back play to that back game mass effect and mass effect which was a shitty way and when to play we that were game. doing
2: extra life you were sucking <laughs> fallout yeah but
0: the thing is that though all of those were huge like reviews for games like that uh before the game comes out are gigantic like mass effect andromeda is surprisingly one of the biggest reviews we've ever published on the site
3: like really b-
1: b-
0: i was surprised
3: by
1: how
0: like (laughs) by the traffic number two ever wow um and the only other game that did more was kind of surprising to me battlefield one wow um so people like and so that is worth ruining my life for a week (laughs) right to get it out to play to work like a hundred hour a week
3: yeah
0: um but once yep. a game comes out, like the interest in it just drops sharply because mm-hmm. as soon as someone can buy a game, like their willpower to not buy the game drops like every minute, basically, mm-hmm. like eventually there's like, uh, fuck it, I'll just buy it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and hope it's not bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which maybe won't be so bad now because like Microsoft is instituting a return policy on digital games. Oh, I
4: didn't know that um it's, and it really closely mirrors um the steam the one. steam one yeah i think
0: it's even more lenient
4: hmm.
0: although steam i think just modified theirs too yeah um, but it's,
4: it's like four four hours play or something like something that. like
3: that
0: yeah. yeah which is pretty good it is pretty good um so and i assume that sony will have to follow suit
3: yeah on that. yeah um, exactly it's becoming the new way but
0: uh, but once people can buy something, like their willpower to wait for a review just goes down exponentially. And once they have <laughs> it, their interest in reading a review changes. Like there are people who do want to read a review after they play a game, sure, um, because they want to see how that opinion stacks. And in some cases, they want something that they, they want angry, their yeah. opinion to be validated, right? Um, but just the overall interest in a review goes down, and it goes down, and it goes down, and, it goes down, and it's not worth killing myself, yeah, to do that. I hear that. Um, that was really a downer doing with Dishonored, and it sucks that I have to do it with Arcane's next game too.
3: Yeah, because you want you want those you want those games to, and you want your reviews of those games to get into f- f- in front of a lot of eyeballs, specifically more than maybe some other games. So
0: the Space Station in Prey has a crew of I think a couple hundred people, mm-hmm. and you can find all of them, <laughs> literally all of them. Wow. They are, their names are in personnel systems and computers in that game, and you mm-hmm. can find all of them.
3: Wow. Um, Crazy.
0: And there are side missions and stories tied to those people. Um, and side quests and like right. additional little mini mysteries, uh, including one of whom who has a last name that may be familiar to listeners of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And we get out there in space. Yeah. Gallegos is like to fuck. Space space
2: conquistador. They like to fuck in the the present. They like to
0: fuck in the future. Um, So like there's a lot of mystery to that game and little mysteries with all these people. And basically like you could play more than 40 hours of that game to try to find all the cool shit in it, which with a game like that, I think. Personally, I want to, and we've talked about that stuff on this podcast before, that, like, in games that give you options to, to see more stuff, mm-hmm. those are the character abilities that I will always take. Yeah. Like, I will always take the conversation
3: yep, abilities. Or a lockpick to get the lock-pick exactly. stuff,
0: like the hacking shit. Everything yep. that lets me get somewhere that I am not currently able to get, yep. but could. Yep, yep. Um, so, that game is going to take a long time to play. And, yeah. and I think that it's going to suffer because there is an impetus for people to rush through a game like that to get a review up as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, and I think that that can hurt the game. It can also hurt the audience. I feel like the dishonored two reviews, a lot of the ones that went up first did not necessarily give it the fullest of analysis. Like they did not critique things that were a real problem. Like I didn't see anybody complain about the lack of a new game. Plus Mm. I didn't see anybody complain about the fact that you couldn't replay a fucking chapter in that game. Mm -hmm. Um, Which are problems in a game like that, and things that people who are into those games care about, and didn't find out until after they bought the game, right? Um, And so, I don't think that it does anybody a favor not to to have that stuff out there. But Bethesda
2: really has a problem with reviews, so yeah, Yeah. that's kind of weird. How about that Call of Duty today?
4: Yeah, new Call of Duty again, World War Two or WW Two. We can call World War Two. (laughs)
2: <laughs> we're not type we're not seo in that funny, shit i didn't realize that it was it is in some ways a retelling of call or, of duty or well well also <laughs> but specifically the big red one thing, game that Treyarch made like this is following that same group that big red one follows. is
3: it really yeah oh, i didn't know that oh huh wow so it, that's, that's
2: interesting that's the the same the same unit that was big red one is this game i i'm extremely interested in
0: who's making that game Sure. Uh, I think it looks fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is making like, that one? Which s- studio? Sledgehammer. That's sledgehammer. This okay, is the local
2: boys. Um, right.
0: I do not think that they could have picked a less interesting theater for that war or for that game. Uh, I don't think that they could have picked a picked a more explored avenue of World War II if they had tried. Why is it D Day again? Yes, oh. it's well, fucking from D Day until the end of the, the right. You are falling. But
4: it. we've been so far from any world war ii shooter that i i think like in their minds at least and i think we're, we're people new we're, generation yeah that, that people haven't played that i will say they're like I, 17 i feel like them. making a game about
2: japanese though is tough i don't think I f- it needed to be japanese oh yeah well I, okay because i was like i heard people talking about that theater i was like man i feel like depicting japanese people it is hard sometimes for people to do that with for, without the fear that they're going to be accused of like also called racism.
0: DD did that that yeah was, that was the world last, of war yeah. was the pacific theater and yep. the russian front and yep. yeah it was those two
3: yep and it's uh and the uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I read that game. Kiefer sutherland <laughs> being mega racist
3: Yeah, well, and the the yeah because the one on yeah because world of war uh you know they did the whole um pacific theater stuff where it was like basically island hopping and burning dudes out of foxholes
2: with uh, right. flame flamethrowers yeah. and yeah
0: fire effects We're, um yep. yeah and it fucking ruined the frame rate <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah yeah i uh, mean i'll be curious to see like you know th- i thought the story in advanced warfare was like watchable to yeah. use a word from really you know it was fine i thought it was the best
4: in years
0: sure and that's yeah. the same
2: thing as like well you know, said
0: advanced warfare so i thought you liked infinite warfare
2: oh fuck yeah so some people, I, I, I mean i some people i know have been talking that like like they're like, "Oh, I really one of the things I learned about Call of Duty is it bounced around and told pers- a bunch of perspectives. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it'll do that it hasn't I was like no, they're very they're very clear, yeah, ever since Black ops they've been telling the story of a person yeah and yeah. their story, so which is too
0: bad, it really is because even Call of Duty 2, like was really interesting that way, and that it bounced between doing the British different stuff theaters. and yeah it yeah. was it went to Russia, Africa, and Europe, yeah. yeah. And I think that there was a real opportunity to do, like, an African theater campaign with this game, which is something that people have not really seen before. No. And not to mention the fact that it's a bunch of fucking white dudes that they showed in this game. And that's a series that's gotten pretty good about showing more than just a bunch of grizzled white
2: dudes as its protagonists. That being said, they even specifically talked about in interviews that there will be, like... Like, they actually do have a moment. They're like, you know, we're running until intimate moments, including, like, what happens when their unit comes across an all-African-American unit. Right, but that's like
0: pick. looking at something as opposed to being somebody. being that thing or really yeah, I, depicting that
2: thing. I wouldn't want to depict that thing if I was making a game, because I guarantee you, no matter how I did it, I bet you I'd get ripped apart. Like, I feel like it would be, people would be, I, I don't know. It, I mean, Battlefield, I,
0: one, I, you play as an Arab woman. Yeah. And no one complained. Because it's something that literally no one had ever done before. I think that Battlefield One actually did a lot of things that Call of Duty World War Two is not doing in an incredibly interesting way. There's a
4: bunch of like Norwegian women snipers in like in World War Two. Like, right, like Pol like Polish resistance fighters. There were a
0: shitload of women in the Polish yeah. resistance. Uh there like there was there have been movies made of black regiments. World War II, like Miracle at Saint Saint Anna, is a is a movie that came out a few years back.
3: And Call of Call of Duty has like its history of pulling. Uh, pulling moments directly from big movies, you know, like Call of Duty basically was saving Private Ryan's D-Day landing, you know, that was how they made their, that was how they made their first millions. I'm not saying someone should And it's like, so I'm just saying that like, in reference to Arthur's thing about like the movies that have been about, you know, like the black units and the black platoons, you know, they could have done that story. There could have been an air campaign with with Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not saying it couldn't.
2: I just feel like with a machine that big, like a game like that is very much an apparatus constructing this thing. I just feel like it would feel very risky to me that we would not do it good service. I don't know. And that we would get picked apart for it. Like I would feel that fear for sure. Well,
3: I mean, the, the way that you mitigate that fear is that you make sure that you get black perspectives on staff. You know, like you hire black writers, you go to black professors, and you know, Some of like those you do were re- still alive. Historians. Yeah, exactly, historians. Like you, it's not that hard. It's the same shit that you would do if if you were trying to do proper research think, for other theaters of war.
0: I'm not going to say it's not hard. I do think it. I think it, it can be extremely hard. I just think that we. It's the if nothing else, it's boring. Like yeah. I think that it looks interesting yeah. from a gameplay perspective, but yeah. narratively speaking, why are you going to put fucking Josh Duhamel on a stage? Who cares? <laughs> I don't even think Fergie cares that Josh Duhamel is <laughs> on stage to Call of Duty because that's who Josh Duhamel is. He's Fergalicious's <laughs> wife or his her husband. Like I, I just I I, I like Sledgehammer. I think Advanced Warfare mm-hmm. is like the best Call of Duty game in a really long time. Hmm. Uh, and I'm excited to play it. I think it looks great. I just think that they could not have picked a less interesting way of demonstrating that game than they did. Hmm. And to be fair, I don't think battlefield ones reveal was particularly well executed either. No. So I, this, co- this conjecture could be wrong. Like they could do really interesting shit in that game. Yeah. And I'm not going to write it off and say it's bad yet,
4: but I, I'm,
0: disappointed in what I've seen so
4: far. I'm interested to see the lessons they take for the multiplayer because we haven't had a World War Two multiplayer since World of War, which was taking a lot of stuff from four and his evolved past four at this point. Um I mean and, it, it still it still takes his lessons, but like with the pick ten systems and all that stuff, I'm interested to see what they do with- like Battlefield it was easy. I think it was
0: easier for battlefield because battlefield has always been as much about the maps yeah, and like the size of the maps and the kinds of engagements you could have in the class system. Mm-hmm. And none of that is, is a call of duty thing. No. Um, and you can't, what do you, you, the class system for black ops three does not work in a world war two <laughs> no. setting. No, you're not going to get <laughs> your, <laughs> <laughs> your robo legs war, or, or spikes that you're yeah. slamming down. I,
2: There's like, far less weapons to pick from too. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean I, there really are I,
3: I mean they they will just like pull stuff out of you know Nazi war files or whatever maybe, yeah, I mean know. battlefield
2: one that's a game that's like as unrealistic oh, as oh yeah, like, exactly authentic as it gets yeah they'll they'll do the
3: same thing, they'll just pull out stuff that's fun and like barely references actual weapons
2: I man i've
4: I love two because of the like dominance of bolt action rifles and totally
2: game. i mean yeah, the russian definitely. bolt action was like or the german one was like a one-shot kill like it felt yeah. so good to hit someone it with it. A,
4: like lower waist to like yeah
2: you just chest. it, it yeah. felt so good so i would i would love it to see it return to that but we'll see. i do
0: think that it changes the skill floor mm-hmm. in a way that can be less in less compelling especially yeah definitely can like turn that. a little
2: bit more counter-strikey <laughs> <know>?
0: <laughs> and so like the challenge for them is is call of duty is a game with a with a very low skill floor Mm -hmm. like and that's good like it is accessible because of that
3: yeah high ceiling low floor that's what you want
0: and to like raise the floor as much as you need to as much as like a single as an emphasis on bolt action rifles does is possibly detrimental to a game that wants to be the biggest fucking thing on the
4: planet Yeah. yeah it will be a slower call of duty than the past maybe four years yeah. Um, just, they,
2: I, go ahead. I was going to say, I'll clarify. I'm not saying that those stories shouldn't be told. I feel like I gave that impression earlier perhaps. I'm not saying those stories shouldn't be told. I'm just saying, I know I'd be very, it's a, it is a very heavy undertaking that I feel like, and I feel like sometimes people that do make those games don't get very much recognition for other than, Oh, Hey, you did that, you know, in an industry. Yeah, you, you, well, you weren't,
3: I don't think you were saying that those stories shouldn't be told. Yeah, I think it. I was disagreeing with you on the fact that like, I think it's easier than people think it is.
0: I, you make whatever game you want to yeah like i can't force you to make any game and i can't buy every game i can't buy a million copies of something to make it worth your while to make a game that i think is interesting (laughs) but every piece of entertainment to say nothing of any work of art is inherently open to criticism oh yeah and Right now, everything that they've shown of that game, like, the whole, like, framework that they've shown, any sort of allusions to diversity, it sound like tokenism. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's cool, we've got a couple women, there are some black people in there somewhere, there's even a kid, like, which is literally what they told Colin Campbell when he went to see the game for us. It's like, you, there's a woman, there's some black people, and there's a child. Well, and it's like cool it's a white dude on the cover it's a bunch of white dude on stage there was not a non-white dude in that trailer
2: i sometimes feel like that tokenism works though like i see people laud games from a trailer and i'm like literally it's because they showed a black dude in the trailer and then that black like battlefield one is an example where i felt like black people like i think it, it super stumbled
0: because of that and i think that we t- we talked about the fact that the hell fighters are on the fucking cover and get virtually no play
4: there it's just the first mission. but it worked but it worked for them
0: like it worked that token it made people worked. excited i i think that i think an argument could be made that they got away with a bait and switch on that and yeah. i definitely mm-hmm. think they bait and switched it and i and i know that i talked about it um I think that there are Hellfighters in multiplayer, but I d- hardly think that counts. Yeah, there are Hellfighters but in multiplayer. Again, you also play as a woman in that game, which a Battlefield game has not done.
2: A you woman know, um, who's pretty much doing whatever the what's-his-face, you know, he's like, he's clearly still the leader. Who warrants of Arabia? Yeah. But it's, it
4: uses him as like the the narrative. frame. Yeah, he's yeah. he's I, I don't he's really feel a, he's like a lot he's less, ordering you
2: around. He's a lot less of a badass in real life. I, I ended up reading about him after playing that. And yeah, he's not not that he's not a badass. He was a badass, but not quite the badass that history or I should say myth has made him into. <laughs> so and I think that
0: a, a argument could be made. The battlefield is still an excessively white game for a game that's ostensibly about a extremely large theater. Sure um i uh, i i don't know i think that i had a point here and i feel like i'm right on the tip of losing it uh i just think that battlefield showed a lot more sort of interest in in expanding what that game was
2: uh, yeah than I mean,
0: what call of duty has
2: shown they even showed i mean they, yeah they touched on a lot of units that don't get any time oh
0: and the other thing is that and this is there are people on staff at polygon that are extremely interested in world war ii who you would not assume are extremely interested in world (laughs) war ii uh they talk a lot about the sort of consistent demonization of the german people in world war ii media um but there's there's a distinction to be made between germans and nazis and i'm not saying that like nazism wasn't extremely popular there were plenty
2: of people who were part of the party that didn't want to be that Were also
0: like people in prison and i think something battlefield did by virtue of it bouncing around is there was no one enemy in battlefield mm-hmm. like in battlefield the awful thing was war itself
2: i mean yeah if you were a man in germany nazi germany it didn't matter if you were a nazi you got conscripted like at some yeah. point point. <laughs> and so, so i i am
0: curious as to whether or not call of duty will touch on that at all or if it's just going to be another kill all
2: those dudes kind uh-huh. of game I mean, yeah, even Saving Private Ryan—that was what made it great, right? Was there was moments with the German soldier where you were like, "I pity this guy," right? You know, and stuff like that.
0: And Band of Brothers as well. Like that, a lot of these were people that did not want to be there, or like the like killing what was clearly a 16 year old Polish kid who got conscripted and shit Mm -hmm. like that. I will
2: say, as we're talking about this, everyone should watch the Netflix series Five Came Back. It is a Netflix original produced by Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. It's like a five part documentary series about these five directors that went over and were who were volunteers slash pressed into military service to make propaganda films for the United States, propaganda and documentaries. Wow. They were like the, like, you know, the movie, like, there was like the famous movie, why we fight Mm -hmm. was made by an Italian immigrant director. And he made that because he watched, uh, what's the famous Nazi film? Gosh, Everyone, Triumph Uh, of the Will. He uh, watched Triumph of the Will, and he said he came out of that and was like, we lost the war. Like, that's how he felt when he saw it. He was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, we're going to lose. Like, we're totally going to get beat by the Nazis. (laughs) They are fucking gods is Mm -hmm. how he felt after watching that.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And he's like, how can I make a film that can beat Triumph of the Will? You Hmm. know, and so, like, it's it's really interesting watching these dudes because they all have a stake in it. Like, that dude's like a italian immigrant who you know thought a lot of what was going on was terrible because he was like looked at mussolini like a fucking idiot Mm -hmm. and then one of them was like a jew who came who the only reason he was in america was he was like sent over by his rich relative who worked in a movie studio and like and his family all got trapped in france in the occupation so it's like they all had a stake in it yeah and so you know like And it was just, it's really interesting hearing their stories about the times they put themselves in combat to like capture these things and the stuff that they like they did to doctor these films. Like they'd be like, there's not enough action. So they'd go out to the Mojave desert and have bombers fly and drop bombs to be like, this was what happened in Africa, but it didn't actually happen in Africa. (laughs) Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Really interesting stuff.
0: I just, uh, and the other thing that I would say is that people will talk about Call of Duty has been in World War II for almost 10 years and bring up World at War as, like, this other... Like, there were lots of Call of Duty games of World War II, but there was a really significant change in tone between Call of Duty 2 and World at War that I think people forget. Like, there was a very, like, bombastic, almost exploitative sort of, like, it, it, aesthetic to World at War. It
4: went from... Um in World War it II. it went for like the Medal of Honor. Like Medal of Honor was very serious, and that was like what Call of Duty was matching. Yeah, it went, to, yeah, this. it went
2: grittier, which I would say too. Like in a sense that like Call of Duty Two, when a guy gets shot, an American dude just goes ugh and falls. German dudes go ugh. World of War, fucking you legs blow got off blown legs off, legs off at the and knee shit. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm.
0: And like I, I don't, I don't know how many people remember this, and I only do because I just played it for Polygon on Facebook, like in advance of the World War II announce. Call of Duty 2 is, like has three campaigns. Like it starts with the Russian front, goes to Africa, and then yep. is Normandy. The Normandy campaign starts with the radio announcement of Eisenhower's speech to the troops before D-Day, like that whole speech, and it's doing it over footage of like the Nazi war machine. Of yeah, it's
2: all documentary footage.
0: of of documentary footage of women in munitions factories. Of people at home, of like soul of people dying, like it is an extremely heavy fucking set piece. Yeah, to set that campaign it's with footage from Why We Fight. Some it, of it, at least, it might be. And it's it's like the tone of 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 Call of Duty Two is very somber, and mm. it, there is a sense of, like it's a joke now. Call of Duty is a joke now. Yeah, like it's it's the punchline. Yeah, but then. When it started, it was meant to be like a sort of sign of respect to the to like these human stories, like these sort of untold sure. even the quotes stories. that played
2: when people died and yeah. stuff like that weren't like cheesy things. It was, but as soon as like you start seeing like
0: goofy fucking Dick Cheney quotes that are there for irony, like the series just really started to lose any sense of that. Yeah, Um and I think it's hard to do like a, a serious World War II game with the kind of tone that treyarch and later infinity ward injected into their games and i don't know that sledgehammer is capable of like a tone that isn't that
2: yeah we'll see again that documentary is i'll say like one of the powerful quotes i thought from it was that at the time when they were making all these documentaries there was a person in the white house whose only job was to be the military overseer of military films like imagine that, like if we, wow. had, like, I don't know if that still exists, but imagine Hollywood being so integrated. It totally exists. Yeah. They yeah. had to have like the Oscars that, that year, they had to have that guy come give a speech that Hollywood was not going to take over art, like, or the, the government wasn't trying to just dis- to decide what art was and stuff oh, like, wow. because there was a real fear that the government was going to start being like, we, we, they were going to use yeah. films yeah, because they were in charge of whether or not these documentaries made by these great filmmakers would get released to the public because these guys were, we should release the public. And the White House was like, absolutely not. Wow! You know, and they and they would pull all kinds of crazy shit. Like one guy who wanted to have his film released popularly, but didn't think it would happen. He last minute he told his editor, he's like, "Slip this clip in. I've been hiding it. Huh. I don't look at it. Just yeah. slip the clip in before we show it to the president, because the president makes the final call." And what it was was he had he had filmed a uh, scene of uh, FDR's kid out at war, and, oh, wow. and put that in there so that Holy FDR shit. would see it and be like, huh. "Fuck." Yeah. Everyone has to see this movie. Just, <laughs> just stuff like that. Or like, you know, they didn't want to show why we fight to the American public. It's just about the power. Like, we don't consider the power of imagery very often mm-hmm. anymore. We talk Because we about see it all the time. It. But it's like, yeah, like, they were so worried about showing why we fight. Like, the guy that was in charge of the film stuff was like, we cannot show why we fight to every American. We can only show it to soldiers. And they were like, why? And he was like, because if we show this, we will never be friends with Germany again. He's like, after the mm. war, we want to be their friend. Hmm. And if we show this to them, we will never forgive them. Like that's oh, how crazy wow. they thought it and now we would probably watch that documentary and be like, Yeah, some people died. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, you know, they never saw images like that. Yeah. So words crazy, terrible thing. So yeah, I don't I don't I mean, So make video games about it. I like
0: last year I when Battlefield One got announced, I was a mega naysayer. I'm sure you can go back to episodes
2: of this podcast and, and I mean I, I was too because Battlefield that that, three and four stupid Yeah. Pooh poohed those. I had no interest in those. And we
3: were like, ah, the multiplayer will be broken again.
2: And, 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 it, and it has its quirks still. I mean, it, it's a it does, but, game. It, but it worked great. But yeah, I, Battlefield 1 is still one of my favorite multiplayer things I've played in a long time. Yeah, so, absolutely. They still have, who knew? Dice still has a lot of talent. No doubt
0: about that. It was a risk. Who, know, who knew taking a fucking risk could pay off?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, EA, for a company that's publicly traded, does take their fair share of risks. No doubt about that. Yes. So,
3: I think after a while, it's like it becomes, uh, the status quo becomes even more scary than taking a risk.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, like, you know, like I remember some investor call that maybe I read about on Polygon or somewhere else of, People you talking can read about
3: sites that aren't Polygon. It's
0: not going to hurt my feelings. People, <laughs> well,
2: honestly, honest to God, the only two video game sites I go to anymore are Polygon and Giant Bomb. That's it. Hmm. So, um, and that's not like the a point to say
0: that now that James doesn't work at IGN. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> I, I go to IGN when I see like a Twitter video linked out and stuff like that. But I never visit like the homepage. Anyways. Uh, but, like, uh, I saw, you know, a thing that was, like, talking about an investor call. And it's like it's like you're saying. At some point, the status quo becomes scary. Like, Activision was, like, 75% of our income comes from, like, four games. Mm-hmm. It's like Skylanders, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and I forget what the other one was. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, if any of those falls out, all of a sudden, your year over year is not growing. It's way fucking dipping. So, it's right. like, yeah, I can totally see why. Status quo is, like, super scary because Activision especially has seen the bottom fallout of things that they're like, look how much money we're making. Put out another guitar hero, put out another Tony Hawk. It's like at some point, fucking knees just get cut out. Yeah. So,
0: man.
4: Should we do letters or are we done? We've
0: been going for 96 minutes. Uh, So we can do letters, but we don't have to. We're going to do, let's find one letter. One lonely little letter. The next part for you guys is in 16 minutes. Yeah, we won't make that one. Yeah, you will. If we do one letter. I'll
2: clean up. Uh, Christopher writes in and says, he's talking about Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. And he says, can Heroes of the Storm really be making enough money to justify its continued existence to Vivendi? What do you guys think Blizzard's long-term goal is for the franchise, given that it has seemingly no chance to compete with LOL and Dota? At what point do they throw in the towel on the project? I'll just... And the reason I thought this the was interesting... The answer is not right now. Because <laughs> they just put out a huge 2.0 patch. Um, yeah, and I will say, I have friends that work there, like old gazillion employees. Mm-hmm. But I... I wonder, you know, it, that's something that goes through my mind. Like, how good does that game have to do? And they're definitely like. And I sometimes think, like, well, the big thing they just did will actually work to lure people back. Like, they're giving twenty free heroes to anybody who comes back this wow. week. Wow, like that
0: seems like desperation.
2: Twenty free heroes and a bunch of loot boxes because now they're trying to monetize off loot boxes rather than heroes. Hmm. And I'm just like, yeah does does that work? Like that whole 2.0 video when you watch it was like a please come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know, man. Like I, you know, reviving a game in 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 our world now is so, so hard. hard. Yeah. I think
0: either you see that game be a massive success by the end of the year, or by 2019, you are not playing Heroes of the storm.
2: Hmm. I can believe or it that gets no updates, hardly at all, or anything. I, it costs money to run. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just. You know, like I just think about that all the time. Like you have the very occasional thing like Rainbow Six that can grow over time, mm-hmm. but it's like also I don't feel like as big of a project as something like Heroes of the Storm is. Like the amount of money that they're spending to because not only new be like esports and new heroes and yeah. and you know it's just like and the fact that it's not like lower Dota they do make new maps like <laughs> like, Rainbow, of like of
0: <laughs> all the MOBAs, Heroes has the highest production values. Yeah. for real like oh, the map, I'm the sure. map stuff is fucking crazy like the animation sophistication of all of those heroes and all the skins is bananas like <laughs> it's, it is the best looking moba and not Easily. only that but
2: everyone can drop like custom made flags and and they're not sourcing the community like dota does for it yeah. you know it's like they're making all of that wow so it's like i feel like their overhead is probably the highest of all three and it's smaller than you know it's like i don't know that's and like is is and i'm sure it's one of those things where it's not
3: just smaller but it's many times over smaller in oh. terms of player base yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i like, mean that
0: game twitch is not the be all in all no be all end all indicator of
1: it's all it's always in the success. top
3: it's always in the top 10s is it yeah yeah almost
2: always but you know it's just like i think it's a distant third hmm. and so no it's not smite is a distant third Oh, sorry. Oh, really? Okay. When I was thinking MOBAs, I was specifically just thinking, like, clicky-click moments. Smite is considered a MOBA. although Smite, is. SMITE moment, is a MOBA. But Smite's it, moment may have
0: passed. Yeah, but,
2: maybe. But regardless, I mean, Smite made enough money to fund them. I mean, they made they made money on Smite. So, sure, yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so, I don't know. You know, it's just reviving a game is something I think about a lot. Not only because of that, but because I work on one that yeah. is, like, you know, and all those things. So, it's, yeah. it's it is hard to find like a slice and fight back and carve it back for yourself. Like I feel like we increasingly live in a world where your beta, your demo, whatever Mm -hmm. that is like, that is your shot. There's not like, I think there's still this perception among a lot of people that you can put out something, it can be kind of fucked up and you'll grow it over time. And with the tag early access that does sometimes work. Mm -hmm. But I feel like even that is like, sometimes your windows pass, like I don't think I'll ever play rust again. Yeah. Like not really, no matter how I much mean, they improve. the
0: thing with rust though, is you never need to because it made so much <laughs> for like three people that that was that With yeah. a game. Like here's the storm or, or your game, like not to pick on it, but like the it's a studio, it has a burn rate. Yeah. Like gazillion has a burn rate. Blizzard, yeah. like Blizzard is huge. Like they've got fucking wow money and Diablo money and overwatch money, but they have a burn rate.
2: Sure. yeah I mean they're also like, they're also very smart and judicious studio I don't think they they will not fund something that forever that they think is not going to work otherwise yep. they would have shipped that mMO that they didn't think the about. the right.
0: challenge though is when you release a game that subsists on microtransactions, you are then establishing a sense of obligation to your audience, yeah like that they pay if they invest especially the whales mm-hmm. like then they should be able to play that game and sunsetting a game with that kind of revenue model is a extremely complicated because you've you've only got so many bites of the apple before like you burn your customer base
2: sure and at some point it's a, it's sunsetting a game that's had microtransactions is never a nice thing because yeah it, somebody loses
3: unless you so. can sunset it into some sort of peer-to-peer model exactly or it's yeah. like people run servers yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Alright, thanks for listening to Rebel FM, everybody. Go to polyon.com, read some things there. Go to twitch.tv, watch some things there. Go to area5.tv and throw money at Matt. It will make you amazing video things. Don't be an idiot. You can't do it yourself. No matter <laughs> what Squarespace tells you. Um, you can, that can make you a beautiful website, but yeah, we're not sponsored by them. Fuck it. <laughs> I have used them, but uh, <laughs> I did use them for my site. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Love you. Yeah. know,